Good morning, it's Friday Life and Ball Podcast. We are live. And we're going to talk about Michigan State, Michigan football, Detroit Lions football today. We were on TWTS yesterday. Trouble with the Snap Podcast with my co-host Tyler Hayward. We talked about a little bit with Michigan football and the concerns, and then we had some audio issues, so I'll go solo today. And then we'll get into it further on TWTS. Um, Look, I, I had a problem with some of the players leaving for Michigan or opting out, I should say, during this pandemic and pretty much foregoing any of their college eligibility to play in the NFL or prepare for the NFL, I should say. And Tyler had checked me on a couple things, and I think it's, you know, things I should know because I maybe was a little wrong, but I think that I was kind of swinging the right way on the topic of Nico Collins shouldn't be leaving, and it says a lot about how these players feel about Michigan football, that being Jalen Mayfield, Avery Thomas, Nico Collins. And Tyler was quick to add that a lot of people are really high on Nico Collins with his size, and they believe with his combine testing and some things that he's already shown, he could be a uh, one of the better receivers. Now, I want to argue that real quick, though, because we didn't have time yesterday. I think there's a lot of receivers that will be playing that will be able to surpass him. That's kind of the problem I have. This isn't a guy like he's not going out there and, you know, he's not a, a C.D. Lamb type guy. You know, C.D. Lamb, yeah, if he's playing for Michigan, let's say, and he says, you know, these eight games just I don't think it's worth it, it's a huge difference. C.D. Lamb's, you know, one of the top receivers in college football last year. It makes sense. Nico Collins uh, is not on that level where he could be, but him not playing doesn't validate it. That's my problem with him on that. I'm not knocking Nico Collins when I say this, by the way. You know, with me with college kids, I don't really like to knock college players. You want to get me to the pros, it's a whole different ballgame. These guys are making millions of dollars. But these kids have a decision to make, and my problem is not with Nico Collins. My problem is Michigan football. Because when I see someone like Sean Wade who plays at the Ohio State University. You know, the rivals that beat us every year. Sean Wade, everybody that I talked to from the Ohio State camp said most of the time last year, he was actually probably the best guy in the secondary. And they had a guy who was picked third in the draft last year. That says a lot about Sean Wade. Sean Wade was fantastic last year. I was surprised that Sean Wade came back. And it just goes to show you the differences of those two programs. You got a guy like Sean Wade who says, my gosh, how can I play again in college? On the other end, you have guys in Michigan go, my gosh, how can I get out of this situation? That's my problem. And that's not knocking the kids. That's what is going on. What is going on at Michigan where players are like, you know, I don't want to give the extra mile. This program is a wannabe program right now. This program has a lot of prestige, has a lot of attention, a lot of hype, a lot of clout, but it is a wannabe winning championship level team. Straight wannabes. And people can get mad at me for saying that, but it is the truth. Because they say all the right things. You know, we looked really good in camp. You know, we, we feel like, you know, this is the, you know, with Don Brown every year, this might be the fastest defense I've seen. Every year they got a lot to say, but they never get it done. 
My problem is not with Michigan's win-loss record. My problem is the things they say. That's my problem. It's the make you feel real good and try to support this thing to the fullest, but we really aren't a championship team. Stop lying to people. Quit making up this narrative that's just not true. And Ambry Thomas, who I really, I love all these players. I think these guys are great student-athletes, and I think that, you know, no matter what they choose to do in their future is their choice. The problem I have is Ambry Thomas is not a top-level player. But Ambry Thomas is like, I'm out, dude. And now he's scrambling because he's kind of, you know, he had mentioned on another podcast the other day that he's going to relive, you know, the situation again and try to figure this thing out. Dude, Sean Wade didn't take him but a day. This dude was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm playing for the Ohio State because I want to win championships. That's the difference. These kids want to play there. They want to go the extra mile. Pandemic, we good. I'm still playing. And I don't want to hear all the medical experts. You know, this is devastating. You know, the new article, there was a USA Today article. This is detrimental to the Big Ten. Look, we've got to live through this thing. I know I have my opinion. You have yours. That's fine. You can have yours. Let me have mine. We have to get through this together. We have proper testing in place. The kids want to play. If they don't want to play, that's fine. I just like to talk about the sports, and I think that they're safer there. And and that's the only thing I'm going to talk about with politics and this whole pandemic thing, because I don't want to get into it anymore. I'm getting tired of it. They have the proper protocol. They have things in place. They're learning more. They're saying all those things. I believe it. And they're getting tested all the time. And, and if you want to cry about they're at risk, that's fine. You, you have the right to do that. But I have the right to want to live a normal life. I have that ability to think for myself, not live in fear, and live in faith. That, that's who I am. And, and I'm not judging any of you that don't believe that. But when I talk about just sports, when you can make decisions like Sean Wade made, and just so quickly want to play for that university, that tells me one thing. You know what that is? Great culture. Great culture at Ohio State because people want to play for them no matter what. They're willing to play a shortened season and say, you know what, let's just see how this goes. I just I, I want to win with my teammates. You don't got that in Michigan, so you can't expect to win championships. I put this strictly on Jim Harbaugh. You are the leader of this program. Ambry Thomas made a great statement on the podcast the other day. You know what he said? They asked him, have you talked to Jim Harbaugh? No, I haven't talked to Harbaugh yet, but I talked to some of my other coaches. What? Jim Harbaugh, is, has he called you? Like, hello, Jim. McFly, are you there? Like, this is your best corner, dude. You might want to give him a call and uh, check on him. See how he's doing. Hey, man. Ambry, how you feeling? Thinking about maybe winning a championship with us? Nothing. Said nothing. Didn't even call him. Unless Ambry Thomas is lying, which 
wouldn't make much sense. Dude said, I didn't even talk to Jim Harbaugh. I didn't even talk to him. You are, I, I was blown away by that statement. Like, who is the leader here? I have a hard time believing that Ryan Day wasn't on his phone or texting or whatever and saying, hey, uh, hey, Sean, what's happening, man? You know, I know you really want to compete, man, and we'd love to have you back. I have a hard time believing Ryan Day was just twiddling his thumbs and telling one of his assistants, hey, you guys mind giving Sean a call and just seeing what happens? Hey, maybe he did, but gosh, then I guess the culture of the assistant coaches isn't good at Michigan. Donnie Brown, hey, she, you know, Ambry, whew, boy, sure could use you. Cupboard's a little empty in the secondary. Really need you. I just couldn't believe that statement. And, and, you know, I think that's Jim Harbaugh, though. I think that's the Jim Harbaugh way. You don't want to play here? The hell with you. This is a sales job. And Jim Harbaugh is not a good salesman, guys, to me. When you're in college sports, any of you that have played college sports, you know that you're a student athlete or you played professionally, you know it's a business. We all know that. My first head coach in college said, this is a business. If I don't win, I'm out. If I don't do a good job, I don't get the right recruits, I don't do my job, I don't sell this program, I'm out. Bye. See ya. And that coach just finally got canned. Not too long ago. It took a little while, but and he was doing a fantastic job for many years, had some bad seasons, and they see you later. You're out. This is competitive, people. And Jim Harbaugh, look, he hasn't done a bad job. That's the thing that people, people misconstrue this as like, I say Jim Harbaugh sucks as a coach. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, this program and their views and their words and their thoughts and their standard is way too high considering the way they coach and the way they recruit and the way the culture is. When you have your best players in, in certain positions not want to compete for a championship during the pandemic and you look down the road and the Scarlet and Gray's best guy in their, his position is fighting to get back on the team, that tells you the culture, how much lesser it is at Michigan than Ohio State. That's what it tells you. You can't argue it. Sean Wade is better than Ambry Thomas. I love Ambry Thomas. Look, it's just bottom line. Sean Wade's a better football player. He was going to be drafted higher. He was higher on draft boards. Everybody knows that. This dude is, without hesitation, is already back. He opts in. Boom, I'm opting in. Yeah, let's do this. And maybe we'll hear some news today. Hopefully, I would love to hear some good news for once in this state with sports. Because, boy, my gosh, do we have some rough times. Do I have to get into the Lions? I will soon. Do I have to get into the Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers? My God. Michigan State's not doing that hot. Well, basketball they are. I, maybe in on, on Trouble with Snap, all we should talk about is Michigan State basketball because it's really the only program that we probably can get excited about right now. The only program where the culture makes sense that they do win championships. And they still don't say more than Michigan football fans, which is shocking to me. 
they've got to change things at Michigan. They have to. You, you, can, you need to put up or shut up. That's the first thing you need to do. You need to stop talking. Stop talking about how good your team is. Stop talking about how good this player is. There's nothing wrong with complimenting guys, but you know, let's just stop saying things like Don Brown every year. This is the fastest defense I've seen. It's not that fast, Don. They can't, they can't stop crossing routes. So just stop lying to us. Because people will start believing it and start going, what the hell's wrong? You know, you're making yourself look bad. This coaching staff makes itself look bad because they continue to sell a product that's not true. Now, if you went out there and you made a statement like, we are losing guys right now. We got to figure out what's going on. We need guys to want to play here. That's what we're hoping for. We want to do our best to compete for championships. We, we need certain guys to stay a little longer. We want to improve their draft status. Uh, we, we believe that if they stay these eight games, their, their draft status could go higher, especially Mayfield, Nico Collins, um, you know, Ambry Thomas. You know, we, we wish Dylan McCaffrey stay. We feel like he could have been an int- integral part of our program still. Those are four guys I just named. Those are statements you make. That is sales. Straight sales. You hit it straight up. You tell it, you know, there's there's no running from it. There, there's no, you know, gray area. Boom. Black and white. This is how you hit it. We need you guys, and we'll publicly say it. And we'll, and we'll tell the truth. We need these guys to move up the draft board. Because I got news for a lot of people. Yeah, Michigan got a lot of guys drafted. You know what? All the fans that were... Were you throwing shade at me for posting about it? All the players drafted, they were right and I was wrong. Look at what round they were drafted in. Boom. Shoots down every little thing you get because I was that Michigan slappy bragging about who got drafted in the fifth round, sixth round. And that is not how you win championships. You don't win championships with fifth, sixth round guys. That's great. I'm glad they're part of an NFL team. I think they'll be role players, but you don't win with those guys. You win with stars. You win with Jeffrey Okuda, the third pick. You win with Chase Young. And if your guys, look, Chase Young got better. They improved him. People always talk about Chase Young. Well, he's a stud. He became one at Ohio State. Jeffrey Okuda became one at the Ohio State. Michigan doesn't have that less of players. I'm so tired of hearing about all oh, the recruiting in Ohio State's just kicking our ass. And look, you get really good players at Michigan. You get a lot of good ones. Khalid Hudson was a stud at times. Look at look at him in the combine for gosh sakes. Why can't we win with a guy like that? And was he beat sometimes with coverage? Sure. A lot of guys get beat. Hey, Chase Young, dude, he got blocked. Michigan blocked him to death last year. He couldn't do nothing in that game. Things happen. But Michigan has stud football players. They got stars. You got guys like Nico Collins, though. They need to stay one more year. They need to stay and dominate this year. They need to be first-round pick. You need guys like Jalen Mayfield to stay, prove that, yeah, I'm a first-round offensive left tackle. I don't think he's proven that by not playing. Sorry, I just don't think so. Of all the players that went in the NFL last year for Michigan, we had one first-rounder. Do you guys know who it was? It was Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz. Center. Saints. First round. He knew that he belonged in the first round, or he was a first 
rounds type player, and he left, and it made sense. I don't see it with Mayfield. I definitely don't see it with Avery Thomas and Nico Collins. It's a question mark. Those three guys, no way they leave if they were at Ohio State. No way. Because those coaches would have sold the program. Stay here, guys. You can be a possible Big Ten champion again. If you work, I know we can do it. You're going to win a championship. We're going to get in the college football playoff. You're going to be put on a pedestal. You'll be drafted in the first round. Boom. Sales. Hello, sales. And Ohio State has got it on lock. And Michigan is Losing a lot of deals. They're about to be out of business. And you know what out of business is for Michigan? Is when you have a really, really high standard and you don't meet it. That's how you get ran out of business. And you know what being ran out of business means in college football? Not getting recruits. Not getting the better players. Not meeting the standard because not only are players not good enough yet to win or you're not improving them or developing them enough to win a Big Ten title, now other players are going, yeah, we see it. It's a wannabe program. Let's go to Ohio State. That's why it's happening the way it is. That's why players are choosing certain schools over Michigan. Jim Harbaugh came from the NFL. You would think that they could out-recruit Ohio State. They can't. They can't do it. So when you can't out-recruit someone, you got to out-develop someone. They're getting out-developed too. When you can't out-recruit someone and you can't out-develop someone, you need to outsell them. They're getting outselled. That is all you need to know. Sean Wade proves everything that you need to know about Ohio State football compared to Michigan because we already know that they're recruiting better. We already know they're being coached better. Now we know they're being sold better. That is three strikes and you're out, baby. Three strikes and you are out. So it's Friday. And unless anything changes, where Jalen Mayfield comes back, Ambry Thomas comes back, Nico Collins comes back, this is what you're going to get. Beatdowns. Straight beatdowns every year. Every single year you're going to get beat down by the Buckeyes because your program can't beat them in anything. Nothing. You're not better coached. You're not better developed. You're not sold to the program better. You don't believe in the culture more. Ohio State is even almost making more money. Dude, it is wake-up call in Ann Arbor. And it lands where? At the feet of Jim Harbaugh. And if you want this to continue to happen, and you want to talk about standards, then you got to fire this guy. You can't win with this guy. And I'm telling you, it ain't good enough to lose to Ohio State every year. Not around here. People aren't happy about it. Have you heard the things every year that people are saying? They ain't very happy. And they shouldn't be. They should not be. So buckle up, everyone, because this ride's about to get even bumpier. Because that move right there by Sean Wade, 
You guys can think it's minimal all you want, but that move right there proves everything. Proves everything about how that program is so much more important to people than Michigan's is. Give me your thoughts on this, though. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. You don't have to agree. But you got to give me some sort of facts why I'm wrong. Because that's pretty blatant. Now let's get to the Lions. We'll end the show on that. I don't want to rant too long about the Lions, but this is this is just getting out of control. You know, you want to talk about something that's fan bases. Michigan's fans need to not have, you know, they need to lesser the standard. I think the Detroit Lions need to raise theirs and say, look, uh, I, I, you know, when we talk about peaceful protests, just don't watch the Lions anymore. That's a peaceful protest. This organization is doomed, and, and you know Matt Patricia hasn't worked out. When you lose eleven games in the fourth quarter, when you have the lead in three years, that's so that tells me all I need to know. And in pro sports, it's all about crunch time, fourth quarter. You know, last night the third quarter, Miami just completely outplayed Boston. Miami's going to win that series, I think, because you know they have better chemistry, and I think that Eric Spolstra is an underrated coach, and I think that right now um, everything's clicking for them. In three years, when you see a football organization like the Lions do the same thing over and over, um, it, it's not even a trend anymore. It's, it's just who they are. I mean, this is not a trending up or down. You expect it. Uh, Mitch Trubisky made it very known in the, in the presser, the post-game conference, where he said, you know, we just kind of expected them to do some certain things, and, you know, we knew... We knew what to expect from him, basically. In other words, you know, he he knew that they were going to play man. He knew they weren't going to send blitzers. Uh, He knew that he was going to have all day to throw, and he was going to have open receivers, and and he just torched the Lions at the end. Um, A lot of other things happened in the game. You know, we got the Packers this weekend. Not looking forward to that. Aaron Rodgers is pissed. They drafted a coach. He's like, okay, I am going to show you. Dude, four touchdowns, 364 yards last week against the Vikings. Good luck. Detroit fans. This week's going to be a disaster. 45-21. Easy. I I book it. You guys can book it. I can't imagine this game being anything closer than that. We're banged up in the secondary. We have a coach who can't make adjustments while dealing with those problems. Look, anybody that's ever coached sports knows when you have deficiencies, you try to make up for those deficiencies. They have problems in the secondary. They have their best, their draft pick out. Coleman and those guys are banged up in the back. They go man-to-man coverage. Are you out of your mind? You got to find a mix-up coverages, and you got to maybe mix up blitzes. What do they do? Rush three or four, play man. What in the world are you doing? That doesn't even make sense. I'm watching the game, and, you know, they got man coverage. Like, you know, you you got seven or eight guys back there. Does anybody know what to do in any of those areas? Have we taught them anything during camps? Or, you know, what's the strategy here there, Matty? This is pathetic. This guy has done the same type of coverage Year in, year out. And all the radio heads, all the people talk about it. They're right. I mean, it, anybody that has a brain or knows anything about sports, you can watch the Lions. They do the same crap every year. Every year. It is blatant. And, and my gosh, you know, if you want to make a huge stand, if this thing goes south right away in the season, get out, get Patricia out of there. Just let him just, just say, you know what, this just didn't work. People are unhappy. You can't figure it out. 
You were terrible last year. Your first game probably proved it all to us when a rookie quarterback just torched you. We have got to see this and just say, look, you know, he's got to go. And, and that's that. You know, you don't have to rant about it like everybody's doing. This guy has a few games this year to prove himself. I would say, you know, a good way to describe it is, you know, if we're halfway through the season and, you know, he's 500, then sure. You know, he, he's managed to have a 500 record. He's he's getting these guys to play halfway decent football. And you let him finish the year out and then see where it goes. And this isn't a playoff team. I mean, honestly... You know, I'm I'm a realistic type person. If if Matt Patricia, you know, if if they went seven and nine, you know, and, and eight and eight, you know, I, I think that the guy would deserve another shot. I don't think this is like a great football team, and, and I think it's a tough division with the Packers and Vikings, and you know, they, they got a tough schedule. So I I'm not sitting here believing the the crap about you know this is they need to contend for the playoffs this year. No, I mean I I think that was wrong by ownership. But if you're going to stand by that, kind of like what I went with Michigan football, if you have a standard and it's not met, then you make those decisions because you're saying this is our standard. And, and I laugh because Jim Caldwell made the playoffs and they say we want more. Well, what are you getting now? You're getting way worse. You're not even getting the playoffs. So, you know, you, you can't lie to people. You can't lie to yourself. You, you have to tell the truth. But honestly, what they should have said from day one is I don't think they should have mentioned anything about playoffs. They should have mentioned the future future where we're going to let this guy ride this thing out for years and we feel like eventually it will click. You know, I, I just don't think there's any way possible they could make a playoffs this year before the pandemic. You know, now with the pandemic, I don't, I don't know. We've got injuries. I, look, I, I just don't think it's like, if you know anything about sports, you look at their roster and you look at other teams roster in their division only. And that's not even talking about the Seahawks and, and the Niners, and, you know, you, you look at these teams that they have to go up against. I mean, Washington's playing better now. Philly's better. I mean, the Rams are better than the Lions. I mean, this team's just not a playoff team, guys. It's just, it's okay to admit it. I mean, there shouldn't be that expectation ever. We've had much better teams not make the playoffs than this team. So I, I just, look, Matt Patricia, you know, you get halfway through the season. If they're two and six, one and seven, you know, the dude's got to go now. You, you know, you basically say this guy just can't get it done. He can't win. It didn't work out. I'm sorry, but you got to go. I mean, that's where you're at with this thing. If they're 500 halfway through the season, look, you know, let's just see how this thing plays out. You know, they're fighting. They, they you know, they're trying. They're not a dumpster fire. You know, they're they're not the New York Giants. You know, like gosh, the Jets just stink all the time. It seems like now. I mean, they're not going to be at that level. The Lions last year were a dumpster fire, though. But you know, you look at teams like the Dolphins. The Dolphins stink, but they fight though. You know, they were getting better at the end of last year. You know, you, you want to be above that. You want to be the 500. We're getting close to maybe making the playoffs. You know, if he's at that level halfway through the season, four and four, I think you got to give the guy the season. If he's, you know, two and six, one and seven, he's got to go. Three and five, even maybe stick it out. You know, he's one game below 500. Yeah, but this is what they need to do. They, again, you got to judge this guy halfway through the season. One game's not everything, guys. I mean, we don't know. I mean, what if the Lions come out and 
in typical Lions fashion, just play their their butts off, somehow upset the Packers. We've seen this before with them where they beat a team they shouldn't, and then they lose to a couple teams they should possibly beat, and, and then all of a sudden they just have a shit show season. Um, I think the Packers are going to de- annihilate them, but let's see. We, we get to watch the game, if you dare watch it. But long-term for this guy, Matty P, is let's see how he does halfway through the season. And I really think that you got to pull the plug early because it makes a stand. Like, we're not going to just sit back and let this guy, you know, go 3-12, and 3-13 and 13 again, uh, you know, 4-12, and 5-11. You know, we're, we're not going to just watch this take place in front of our face. We, we have to move on, and I think that's where you are. So, look, that's where I stand with the Lions. You give this guy halfway through the season, you see where they are record-wise, and then you move on if he sucks. So, you know, <laughs> good luck, Lions fans. Michigan fans, I think you're going to have a rough year, too. I mean, I, I just think that unless guys come back, you need certain guys to come back. I think they're ultra young in a lot of positions. Offensive line is completely revamped, you know, starting over, starting from scratch. So only a few guys with experience there who haven't really started much. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a rough fall. Um, we'll see what happens, though. You know, you never know. Strange things take place. Maybe Jim Harbaugh will figure it out in this little eight-game season. Maybe it will be a hell of a year for Michigan. I do have some doubts. So uh, tune in. Again, Life of Ball podcast. We give your game life. I'll get on live with Tyler Hayward with Trouble with the Snap. We'll continue this conversation. That is Michigan football and Detroit Lions football.